Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lee Mod Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. It's your host, Lee Mod Williams, coming to you live tonight from Houston, Texas. Uh, first week of October, the first week of October, the first show of October. Glad for you guys to join me tonight as I prepare to talk about a lot of NFL football. Uh, I'll give you my picks and predictions later in the show in the fourth segment before we wrap up. And I want to kind of go around the NFL and talk about some things, good and bad things, that's going throughout, going on throughout the NFL. But first, let me start with the Houston Texans, and we can take a, a sigh of relief, uh, A-Rod, and everybody here in Texas as the Texans win on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. And earning their first victory, man, since November 19th of last year, uh, there was on a nine-game, well, they were on a nine-game losing skit or streak. And they won in a place that they normally don't win quite often, and that's in Indianapolis. Uh, they beat the Colts on the road 37-34. And overtime, Texans found a way to kind of hold on to that lead, even though they went in overtime with the Colts fighting back in the second half. Texans was able to hit that 37-yard field goal in overtime to win it. Uh, a couple of positives, uh, a couple of pros for the Texans. Starting with the quarterback, they got out to a better start offensively. Uh, Deshaun Watson was able to throw the ball pretty good. It felt like he was really getting in sync and found his rhythm offensively and throwing the ball to his main targets that I will get to in a, short, in a, in a minute. But uh, Watson was able to throw for over – 300 yards, 375 to be exact. He was able to score or throw for three, two touchdowns. Uh, he did have that one interception, but he was able to run as well. He had that one rushing touchdown in the red zone. He finished up with 41 yards. So you saw his dual threat ability on the road against Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he was actually the leading rusher as well. I don't know what happened to the Texas running game. Uh, I had some faith in their running game. Lamar Miller coming into the season, he lost weight. I got a little quicker. But it just seems like they're one-dimensional more now than they were last year. And Deshaun Watson right now is their key guy as far as running the football. Uh, either way, whoever runs the ball needs to be more consistent and bring balance to that Texans offense going forward on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Um, talked about his weapons, Deshaun Watson weapons. He was able to throw for 375. He found his main target, Deshaun Hopkins. Um, early and often through the game. Hopkins had that one reception, that key one reception late in the – well, not late in overtime, but in overtime to be able to get the team in field goal range to knock down that field goal and win their first victory on the road. Uh, just talking about Deshaun, I mean, De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that was that 24-yard reception I just mentioned. He caught that across the middle, was able to get away from the defender, pick up some more positive yards and help his team win. Uh, Kiki uh, QT, uh, the rookie out of Texas Tech, had 11 touches for 109. He was a real, real key component to that offense. Uh, when you had guys going down offensively, uh, Kiki QT stepped up as a rookie, and uh, the Texans needed his help and was going to need his help a little bit more going forward because – Offensively, you know that the Texans want to throw the ball. and Offensively, you know that Deshaun uh, Watson is going to be their go-to guy. He threw for 42 times. So 
with that being said, the Texans need to add a little bit more weapons as far as offensively, as far as receiving the football. Will Fuller, he had that injury. Uh, he left the game. He only had four receptions for 49 yards. And that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, I talked about the running game. Lamar Miller, he did have 49 yards, so I guess seven more yards more than uh, Watson, who was able to be the leading rusher. But he's just non-existent. Alfred Blue, again, he's just your cleanup back. He's not really a, a key factor for the Texans offensively in helping that offense. Uh, switching gears, going over to the other side of the field, the Texans defense was after Andrew Luck early and often throughout that game, stayed consistent with that pressure. And Jadavion Clowney, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, uh, did his thing, which he's in his contract year. You want to see him be able to be more productive and be more effective coming off the football, being aggressive. I thought he was really good with his hands, stretching the, and, and switching gears and coming from the outside to the inside, getting the inside leverage, putting pressure on the guards to be able to attack sack the quarterback, Andrew Luck, and he had that one sack, and he ended up doing this, uh, the angel, snow angel, you know, laying down. So I thought that was really good for Jadavion Clowney to be able to show uh, that he's back. And, and not really back from a sense, but uh, being aggressive. That's the word I'm looking for. Being aggressive, being hungry, coming after uh, Andrew Luck, and coming after the coach's offense. He did a phenomenal job as an outside linebacker. And, you know, again, he's in his contract here. He's going to look to try to in- increase his productivity so he can try to get a, a Khalil Mack type of contract or one of the top-tier defensive players in the NFL. He's going to look to try to get his his name out there, especially this season, and be able to get a big contract at the end of the year, even if he doesn't stay with the Houston Texans. Going over to J.J. Watt, he recorded two more sacks. That's two games back-to-back. J.J. Uh, Watt has two sacks uh, for the Houston Texans, the second fastest in the league. Right now he has um, 80. I want to say he has the second pass in the league to 80 sacks. So you know, I would say he submitted his his legacy in, in, in Canton, Ohio, as a Hall of Famer. But J.J. Watt is, is starting to get back to the old J.J. Uh, it took him for a while. It took him to get his confidence back. Uh, despite some of the losses early in the season, at 1-3 now, the first two games he was feeling himself, feeling his way back into the rhythm after having an injury last year and set out for the majority of the season. J.J.'s now been, uh, as I can say, he's starting to get his groove here early in the season. You never know where it can take place uh, now that we enter into October because J.J. wants to be able to show that everybody that he's back and he's 100% and he still can sack the quarterback. So, again, J.J. Watt did a phenomenal job uh, coming off the ball, earning two sacks. Uh, Davion Clowney as well. He was, you know, And that's the key for the Texans defense, pressure, because – the cons or the negative of the defense is their secondary. Uh, you know, the secondary is still giving up too many yards receiving. They're still not uh, being aggressive. They're playing off the receivers too often. And then the NFL was a passing league, and majority of the time you're in man-to-man coverage. The Texans are playing off of their receivers, and you have to throw it. I mean, you have to wonder why Romeo Cannell – it's continued to allow his corners to play all the receivers. Now, they did step up in overtime. They were able to find a way to stop the Colts on that fourth down play. Uh, I think it was like fourth and seven or fourth and six, somewhere in that range. Uh, my memory can serve me correct. He was able, <clears throat> J.J. Watt, excuse me, Jonathan Joseph, 
was able to knock the ball down and stop that momentum by the Colts as they were trying to get that first down overtime to try to make an opportunity or try to kick for the field goal. So, <clears throat> kind of summing back up exactly what took place with the Texans. Offensively, they look better. Got to a better start in the first quarter, producing 14 points on the road. That was huge for them. Um, and it was able to consistently score points. They scored another seven points in the second quarter and one in the third. Kind of stalled a little bit in the fourth quarter as a coach. You knew that they were going to make their push at home. Uh, start being aggressive offensively, put up 14 points. But it was more uh, for them to fight against the adversity that they faced throughout the game. So they was resilient because they gave up uh, a big lead, but at the same time it was a big confidence booster for the Texans organization as well as their team and their head coach, Bill O'Brien, because let's face it, I mean it was a must-game, must-win game on last Sunday for the Texans. If they didn't want 0-4 going into week five, it had been, uh, been a done deal. Statistically shows you, statistically, and the statistics shows you that it's hard for you to bounce back from an 0-4 start in the NFL uh, as far as getting to the playoffs. Uh, so the Texans were able to find a way to get it done. I mean, that wasn't a pretty win, but it was a uh, much-needed win for them on the road against the coach. So as they prepared, the Texans play, prepared to play the Dallas Cowboys, the in-state uh, rivalry team. They played them and faced them in the preseason, but for the most part, that was just the preseason. It was the last preseason game of uh, the preseason, and a lot of the rookies, undrafted free agents, and guys trying to make the 53-man roster, just trying to impress the coaching staff. But now it's different. The Texans are going against a very, and 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 I can I said not improved, but very active offensively team. They have a quarterback that has similar skill sets to uh, Deshaun Watson and, and, and that Prescott. He's a dual-threat quarterback. And for the most part, he doesn't have his weapons this year like he had last year. So he's put in the fire or put in the situation where he has to go and, and win the game with his arm. Now, he has Ezekiel Elliott as a running back, but the Texans really don't have the balance like the Dallas, uh, like the Dallas Cowboys does offensively. But Ezekiel Elliott is now showing his skill set as far as this season as a better receiver out of the backfield. We knew what he can do as far as running the football last year as a rookie, but this year in his second year, he's starting to show us that he's an excellent receiver out of the backfield as well for the Dallas Cowboys. So that two-headed monster is really going to be tough for the Texans to kind of face at home. Uh, now their secondary can kind of step up and the Texans continue to bring that pressure from the outside looking in. I really believe that they can be competitive on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. But you hear the music playing, so that indicates it's time for us to take our first break. So anyway, let's go ahead and break. And when we come back, I'll go around the NFL and talk about some hot teams right now heading to week five. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. 
Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas tonight, Wednesday night, the first week of October, October the 3rd to be exact. And I want to kind of recap some of the things I talked about in the first half. I talked about the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts as they found a way to get it done on the road. Ugly victory in overtime, winning 37-34. And, you know, the Texans are still trying to find their, their offensive mojo as far as running the football. Uh, they didn't have any success last week running the football. Uh, Lamar Miller was kind of absent through the first half, but actually throughout the game. I mean, he only finished up with 49 rushing yards, but they got it done. DeAndre Hopkins caught that major pass at the end, or that big pass at the end. And from there, uh, the Texans were able to squeeze in that field goal, 37-yard field goal, and get the victory and leave Indianapolis with a victory. So, Going into this segment, I want to talk about some teams that's red hot right now and that's undefeated in the NFL. And I have to start with the Kansas City Chiefs because they're playing lights out football right now in the NFL. And it starts with their second-year quarterback, well, first-year quarterback starting, um, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is showing that he is the real deal Holyfield in the NFL and why uh, Andy Reid made a smart decision by trading or letting Alex Smith go to the uh, to the Redskins and keeping Mahomes or allowing Patrick Mahomes to get his uh, starting spot this year, and it's just been so impressive to see this young man. He was on the major stage Monday Night Football. Everybody in the world's watching on the Monday Night Football ESPN platform, 
and he just did his thing as Mahomes rallied the, the Chiefs over the Broncos, winning 27-23. to And they were, I don't know if you saw the game, but I caught the second half of the game, or the Monday night football game, and I was impressed. I mean, seeing Patrick Mahomes being there run, get away, you know, be elusive, get away from the pressure from the backside of Von Miller and company, and, and just keep the play alive, uh, extending the play with his legs, and, and just making something happen out of nothing. That just showed the will and desire to be an excellent quarterback in this NFL. And I just think Patrick Mahomes has everything that you need or everything you want in a quarterback right now. And his competitive, his competitive edge or his competitive nature is starting to uh, develop each and every week. Now, he has weapons, A-Rod and guys like Tyreek Hill. We already know he's a speed demon, man. He's the guy that's he's there. He, he's going to stretch the defense vertically. He's going to make sure that he's going to be explosive when he gets the ball across the middle or in the short screens. But Tyreek Hill is their go-to explosive guy that you have their tight end, Travis Kelsey. You know, he's their Mr. Consistent. He gives them the ball in short down uh, situations. He's going to be effective and get the, get the first down as well as a touchdown. He had a touchdown in the tight, tight end screen across the middle. So, uh, I know you're a big Seahawks fan, A-Rod, but right now the Kansas City Chiefs is dominating. Uh, and they're looking really good at 4-0. Uh, after watching them play the Denver Broncos on, on Monday Night Football, uh, if it was the Super Bowl right now, it would be the Kansas City Chiefs who's undefeated versus another undefeated team, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, man, they come into the season. Everyone knew about the talent that the Rams was entering into the season defensively. Um, you know, they added some weapons to their, state, their secondary, and they're looking impressive right now being uh, undefeated at 4-0, and they beat Minnesota last week 38-31. So these two teams, you know, what's, what's the common denominator? It's the quarterback. I mean, you get strong quarterback play on either team, um, you know, and, and you have strong quarterback play throughout the NFL, you're going to be successful. I mean, you got Jared Goff on one side for the Los Angeles Rams. You got the first season or first year quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, success comes. I mean, it's going to come because you have the ability, you have, you have players that have the ability and the skill set to be able to be effective. Uh, also deal with the extend plays. And one thing you see a lot with these two quarterbacks and Jared Goff and the L.A. Rams and as well as Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs, they can stretch the field. They can, throw, they can throw the deep ball. They can throw it deep and throw it deep ball to them. And it's not, they're not afraid to go deep to their weapons. And that's what you need, uh, a healthy balance of, of a quarterback that can either go short, check down, hit the receivers, or he can stretch the defense and go long. And right now we're seeing that from the two remaining undefeated teams in the L.A. uh, LA Rams and Jared Goff, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs first-year guy, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, defensively, the Rams were on a 3-4 base front, you know, under um, uh, Wade Phillips. So what they want to do is they want to utilize their their linebackers for the most part, but their D-line is phenomenal. You got... And Dominica Sue, you have Aaron Donald, he got that new contract. And those guys are wreaking havoc up front, bringing the pressure. And on the backside, you didn't have a key to lead because he was out due to injury, but you have Marcus Peters. You know, he comes from Kansas City. Speaking of Kansas City, he comes from Kansas City. 
and he brings that added weapon in the secondary for the Rams. You know, and the Rams is just one of those teams, man. It's just very impressive. They're in a really good city. And they're playing A-Rod team on Sunday. They're playing your team, A-Rod. They're playing the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks are going to have their hands full, too. So, I mean, they're going to bring losing Earl Thomas. They're going to have to make some adjustments in their secondary as they play a team that you already know is going to throw the football. So it's going to be a battle of Jared Goff versus Russell Wilson. Wilson right now, uh, he's, he's putting up some pretty good numbers from what I'm seeing. And it's from, uh, I saw him in, uh, against the Bears. If you rattle Russell Wilson early with that pressure in front, he's, he's going to try to get outside the pocket and force plays. Uh, right now he has three interceptions on the, on the year. And that's not normal for Russell Wilson, but it is what it is. I mean, he is the guy that has going to lead that team this season, the Seattle Seahawks, without uh, Beast Mode back there, Marshawn Lynch, that's with the Oakland Raiders, or any other marquee weapons. He lost his tight end to the Green Bay Packers. So a lot of guys that he's got accustomed to as far as throwing the football to, it's not there anymore. And now he has to improvise and make, make plays on the run and be a little bit more active offensively than he did in the past. Now, Kansas City, let's see who they're playing this Sunday. Kansas City, who they got up next. And with them, with that being said, you know, you don't want to see your team, and I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't want to see your team go uh, get a little too confident and not be hungry to be able to fight through in each and every week. Okay, so Kansas City plays Jacksonville at home. So that's a team that's going to come in. You know, uh, what, uh, Blake Bortles, as well as their defense, is very aggressive up front. Jacksonville is going to come after Kansas City, no doubt about it. They're going to try to find a way to rattle Patrick Mahomes. And, and let's be honest, we're waiting. A lot of people are waiting to see how Patrick Mahomes do once he has a, a bad game. Because right now he has not thrown an interception. Uh, I want to say he has, what, last I checked, he had about 14 throwing touchdowns, so he's probably at 14, somewhere between 14 and 17 throwing touchdowns. So with that, uh, you know, Jacksonville's going to bring that pressure. They're going to try to rattle him early, put him in a, you know, he's going to have the home field advantage because he's going to be at, out, in a, at home, Patrick Mahomes, and Kansas City is a very tough place to play. But in, in retrospect, you already know Jacksonville has that experience, and they're going to come in, and they're going to either – throw a couple of blitz packages at him where he's get confused early. And Andy Reid's going to try to find a way to keep his guy out of tough environments in Patrick Mahomes. So he's going to try to build his confidence early in that first half, either mixing in a lot of runs or a lot of trickery as far as redirection. And just something just to keep his guys honest and keep his uh, quarterback confidence high going into uh, Sunday's game against Jacksonville. So with that being said, who do I think will win the game? Kansas City versus Jacksonville. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think Kansas City will win this game due to the fact they're home. And they're riding high right now. They're going to ride this first-year quarterback and Patrick Mahomes, strong arm. Um, and he, as long as he doesn't get hurt and play smart and, and, and live for the next down, he's going to be successful against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense uh, at home. I think they're going to win. They're not going to win big, but they're going to win. Uh, with a 10-point spread. Now, going on the other side, Seahawks plays the Rams. I don't know, Rod. I want to go with the Seahawks, but I got to go with the Rams, man. Rams is going to get this one. Jared Goff is going to find a way to get it done. Uh, I like their odds against the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. 
I see y'all have to make some adjustments now that Errol Thomas is done is down and done for the once and he's done for the season with that fractured leg. I'm going going to give it to uh, the LA Rams as they're going to continue to be undefeated. It's going to be two five and zero teams going to week six uh, of the NFL. So let's see what else can I kind of talk about before our next break. Uh, one thing I noticed this weekend was a lot of overtime games. Outside of the Houston Texans game, uh, a couple other teams went in overtime as well. I want to say the Rams, Oakland Raiders. Excuse me, I said the Rams. But the Oakland Raiders versus uh, Cincinnati, no, the uh, Cleveland Browns. They beat uh, Blake, I'm moving to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, they ended up beating Baker Mayfield at home. They went in overtime. And who was the other team that went in overtime? I was looking for it. On the internet, I see here other team that went in overtime. But one thing I want to say about the competition level is it hasn't fallen off in the NFL. You definitely see guys still playing hard. Teams, it goes back to the old saying, any given Sunday, you know, teams are trying to find a way to get it done. Um, and a lot of competitive games are starting to show now here in the season. Because you got to be honest, a couple of years ago, in my personal opinion, there was some games, man, in some season where the NFL just felt like it wasn't exciting. Uh, you watch some games, the lopsided wins, teams winning by 20 points, 30 points. Now it just feels like things are starting to fall back in place. Guys are being competitive. As we see, um, you know, overtime games, teams trying to find strategies to try to get, get their victory on the road. And, and it's just it's impressive to me. I, I like what I see when I see teams like that fighting. So, all right, you see – well, you hear the music playing, so let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit more NFL. I might mix in a little college football, but uh, you never know. Come back to us after the break. Uh, talk a little bit more NFL football next on Outside the Huddle. We'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking public land elk hunting, calling tips, locating the secret spots bulls love, calipers that fill the freezer, ammunition that performs, and more. Joining us is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, and Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Jim and Trav's Elk Quest 2018 is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's hunt. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As we enter segment number three, first segment, kind of recap the Texans versus the Colts. Texans earned their first victory of the 2018 season. Uh, they're one and one and three now, uh, winning on the road, 37 to 34 over the Indianapolis Colts. Second segment, second segment, I talked about the undefeated teams right now, which is the Kansas City Chiefs as well as the Los Angeles Rams. Now, in this segment here, it's going to be a mixture of a lot of different stuff. It's going to be a little college football as well as uh, the NFL. I might just jump into some of our picks and predictions as we go into week five because the next segment is going to be a little bit shorter segment. So with that being said, college football kicks off on Thursday night football, and U of H is playing home here in Houston. That game will be on ESPN as the U of H Cougars will be playing I want to say Tulsa. Let me see here. Uh, they're playing Tulsa here in Houston. Yes, they'll be playing Tulsa in Houston. So, U of H, here's a team with major, under coach Major Applewhite. Uh, major Applewhite's taken over the program. has been successful, let's say, for the last three to four years. Uh, we can all go back to five years. Under Kevin Sumlin, who's now the head coach at Arizona Cardinals, he was the head coach at one time for the U of H Cougars. His success propelled him to Texas A&M. From Texas A&M, he had Johnny Manziel. Uh, never recovered after the Johnny Manziel era, era. And he ended up going to Arizona as we speak. So, Yovich, here's a team that known to throw the football, uh, but they really got some really good players on defense, especially their defense linemen and Oliver. Uh, right now, Yovich is 3-1. and one. Uh, They dominated Texas Southern which is the battle of the third war last week. They beat Texas Southern 70-14, to which was kind of like a warm-up game for them going into this week's matchup. The only tough game they had was against Texas Tech on the road, uh, and they lost that game 63-49. Uh, uh, so the Cougars should be able to be very competitive, competitive against Tulsa. I anticipate them to win, uh, you know, and they're – they're a team that's going to utilize their skill set players and their uh, athletic players. And a quarterback in, in King out of Manville, he's a local guy. He's a junior. He's uh, more of a 
slot receiver playing quarterback, dual threat. Uh, you know, just, you know, he's not really, a, when you think about a true quarterback, in my opinion, he's not really a, a true, true type quarterback, but he gets it done. I mean, he has a passing rate right now, 85%. Um, no, excuse me, he, he has a passing rate of 173. And, you know, he he has over 1,000, well, 11, he has 11.97 right now throwing the football uh, thus far this season. So, you know, Cougar's going to get it done. Now, that's pretty much it. I don't have to go into too much. Tulsa's going to probably put up a little fight, but but at the end of the day, uh, the Cougar's going to win that game. That's just a local game. For a lot of people who's listening across the country, they go, why is he talking about you're based? Well, because we're based here in Houston. I'm based here in Houston, and, Want to show some local teams, some local love. So, all right. So, a couple other games to starting off this weekend. Got U of H kicking off Thursday night football, college football. And Friday, you got Louisville versus Georgia Tech. That should be a pretty good matchup with Louisville at home. Then you got some Saturday games. And that's where we get into it. Okay. Alabama is still number one, which is going to be number one. They're going to be Arkansas. Then you have number 19. Remember, number 19, Texas versus number 7, Oklahoma. The Battle of the Red River. Red River Shootout. Uh, this game is actually going to be on Fox. At one time, it used to be a marquee game about three, four years ago. And it's still a big game here in this region, uh, up in Dallas area. It's going to be at the, um, I want to say they moved it over to uh, uh, Jerry's World now. I want to say it's at the AT&T Stadium. It used to be at the old Cotton Bowl. Oh, it's still at the Cotton Bowl. Okay, I saw. I see the notes right here. So it's still at the Cotton Bowl, and that game is on Saturday at eleven. Man, that's going to be an exciting game because you got you you got University of Texas. That's really starting to come to their own right now. On the Tom Herman, uh, his second year there, and you got Oklahoma at number seven, and their quarterback slash baseball player. <laughs> I think he got drafted professionally in baseball anyway, but. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're undefeated right now, Oklahoma, and I don't see them taking a step back against the Texas, uh, against the Longhorns, but it's going to be exciting to see, man. It's, you know, the, when those two teams get together, record book is thrown out of the window. It's all about tradition, um, and I just think Oklahoma is going to find a way to get it done. Don't get me wrong. Texas is going to be, in a way, it's going to be competitive. They're going to put up a fight, but at the end of the day, Oklahoma is going to is going to succeed and, and win that game in the Red River shootout against the Texans Longhorns on Saturday in Dallas. Let's go back and see the schedule. Just jump down to some afternoon games on Saturday. Another good local game here of the ESPN3, the platform I'm on every Saturday here in Houston or in the Texas region, but Southland Conference game, Stephen F. Austin versus the Sam Houston State. Battle of the Piney Woods uh, will be here in Houston. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, for the most part, is their rival, Sam Houston's rival. And that's a really good turnout. A lot of good local fans come out and check out that game. Sam Houston should win that one here uh, and continue that tradition by beating uh, Stephen F. Austin every, every year. So, or for the most part, majority of the year. So, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston State, 1 o'clock here in Houston. I'm going with Stephen F. Excuse me, I'm going with Sam Houston State. 
over uh, the Lumberjacks and Stephen F. Austin. Jumping down, let's look at a 2.30 game, Central Standard Time. LSU at number five is creeping up there. More of a pass-happy team this year than in the past where they didn't the run the football will play uh, Florida at Florida. So it's going to be a, the first true tough matchup for LSU here, the Tigers, this season. Uh, can they keep staying ranked under the top ten or in the top five against Florida? I, I believe so. Florida lost to Kentucky early in the season, and if they haven't found a way to fix their problems offensively, it's going to be a long day as they play against LSU at home. So I'm going to roll the dice and go with LSU on this one. All right, jumping down to some more games in the afternoon. Uh, Oklahoma State, I mean, excuse me, Ohio State should dominate Ohio, Indiana, so that's really not a real matchup I want to kind of highlight. Uh, Kentucky at 13, as they beat Florida early this year, will travel to College Station and play Texas A&M. Ooh, that one's going to be a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and go for A&M. I think A&M will find a way to squeeze that one out at home due to the fact because it's the 12th man and everyone gets excited about college football and, and College Station. I'm going to go ahead and give it to A&M. All right, jumping down to some late games. Let's see here. All right, number six, Notre Dame versus number 24, Virginia Tech Hokies. I'm from Virginia, and a lot of people know that I love some Hokie football. Unfortunately, at home in Blacksburg, they're going to lose. Uh, Blacksburg, they're going to lose to Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is going to find a way to get it done on the road. Tech has been inconsistent throughout this year. Uh, they go from beating Florida State at home to losing to Old Dominion on the road. Uh, and it just, to me, um, it's just the inconsistency is not enough to get the victory over Notre Dame. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Notre Dame at number six over number 24, uh, Virginia Tech Hokies at home. And let's look at some West Coast games. I know that a lot of the West Coast games come on late on Saturday. Utah travels to Stanford. Stanford should win that game. And let's see here. California goes to Arizona. A-Rod, who do you think will win? I'm going to go ahead and go with Arizona. I'm going to go with Kevin Sumlin. I know him personally. I like Kevin Sumlin. Hopefully they can get that victory over California and Arizona on uh, Saturday night. All right. So that kind of wraps up my thoughts and predictions on college football. On Starting with the U of H Cougars kicking off college football on Thursday night. All right. Week five of the NFL, Thursday night football will be on NFL on Bill Fox now. You got the Indianapolis Colts. I talked about them, and Andrew Luck, despite the loss, threw for sixty. He threw for sixty times on on Sunday against the Houston Texans. That's a lot of times for a quarterback to just come back from shoulder surgery. So Andrew Luck will go against a really good quarterback and one of the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That's over forty years old, and Tom Brady. So the Colts go on the road to play the Indianapolis. I mean, the Colts go on the road to play the New England Patriots, and the Patriots just, man, they just steamrolled over the Buffalo. Was it the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins? The Miami Dolphins last week. I, I don't even think the Dolphins showed up. I mean, not even think. You look at the scoreboard. You know, and in, uh, New England just did their thing offensively. They dominated the Dolphins, thirty-eight to thirty-seven. Was it thirty-eight to seven? Unbelievable. Tom Brady, man, he's one of those guys we know uh, he's going to be fired up each and every game. He threw for 274 yards, three touchdowns. However, Tom Brady threw for two interceptions. So 
that the Colts defensively can rally behind that little late momentum push they had against the Texans defensively and try to find a way to force Tom Brady to force more turnovers, you never know. It can be a competitive game starting on Thursday night uh, to kick off week five. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Tom Brady and, and the Patriots at home. That's a tough place to play, Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots is known to be able to rally around their fans and, and their marquee guys. And, and right now, Tom Brady should be able to pick apart the coach's defense. It's just a short week for the Colts uh, after losing in overtime against the Texans. Uh, some of the guys I want to see step up for the Patriots is James White. I want to see him have a, a really good game running the football uh, against the Colts. I want to see how he's going to do against that Colts defense at home. Uh, you know, and from there, Andrew Luck, can he consistently keep up that pace? I mean, yeah, quarterback throwing 60 t- attempts in the game, that's a lot to ask for from your quarterback. Is this shoulder going to be ready to go against the Patriots on Thursday night? All right, music is playing. That means A-Rod is telling me it's time to take my break. As we take a break, we'll enter the last segment of the show, and I will give you my remaining picks and predictions of the NFL Week 5 next on Outside the Huddle. Well, Lee Mott Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As I continue to talk NFL football, give you my picture prediction. We're entering the last segment of the show. So let's go ahead and pick up where we left off A-Rod before the last break. and gave you my thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts and the New England Patriots game that kicks off Thursday Night Football. I have New England winning that game over the Colts at home. Uh, on Thursday night, going to the Sunday game, starting with Tennessee versus Buffalo. And Buffalo, I don't even know they want to play football right now. I mean, it just seems to me Buffalo hasn't figured out that they're in the NFL and they get paid to play this game called football. Buffalo is right now lost what? Last week against the Packers, 22-0. to they, they beat the Vikings 27-6, but then the first two weeks they lost. 47-3 against the Ravens, 30, 31-20 uh, against the Colts, I mean, against the Chiefs, I mean, Chargers. Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, all starts with a C. All right, so against the Chargers. So, man, I, uh, okay, enough enough with the, with the Bills. The Bills are not are not mentally prepared for this season. I, I think they're still on vacation. So they play Tennessee on Sunday. I give the Titans. Now, one thing about the Titans that I'm impressed with is the way they rallied against the Philadelphia Eagles last week and won that game at home. Uh, man, that was impressive. For a team on a first-year coach, Mike Rabel, uh, Tennessee is rolling, man. They're, and they got Marcus Mariota back. So right now, Tennessee looks like they're gaining confidence each and every week. I will give the Tennessee Titans a victory on the road against the struggling Buffalo Bills. Miami will travel to Cincinnati and play the Bengals. Now, Miami got their butt whipped last week against the New England Patriots uh, on the road. Now they go on the road again and play Cincinnati. Cincinnati left the road last week and beat and stole the win from the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta last week. So I'm going to go ahead and go and give it to the Bengals, man. Uh, you know, the Bengals show some toughness, really good toughness on the road against the Falcons. Uh, and Matt Ryan. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Bengals over the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins need to stay in South Beach and just kind of chill out right now. Cause they're, I don't know what's going on with them, man. They're, they haven't figured it out. Seems like one week they're looking really good. I think the last couple of weeks, AY, we was talking about them being undefeated and being surprised. I think it was like 3-0 and at one time. But, all right, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Cincinnati. Jumping down to the next game, Baltimore Ravens will cross, will play their in well divisional rival, in my opinion, blue black game. This is remember when the, at one time the Ravens was the Cleveland Browns before Art Modell moved the team and moved them to Baltimore. Now Baltimore will travel and play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns lost to the Raiders on the road last week in Baltimore. Right now, you know. I like what I see out of Baltimore, man. They, they're on a two-game winning skit, uh, beating the Steelers, beating the Broncos, and they dominated and beated the, the Bills. That one game that they lost was against the Bengals. So, got to give it to Baltimore. Uh, I got a feeling that Baltimore will pull it out against the Browns. The Browns are still trying to 
find their way under their working quarterback in Blake, uh, Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to give it to the Ravens, uh, Joe Flacco and company. They're getting it done, man. They find a way to get it done. They're going to beat the Cleveland Browns. All right. Believe it or not, Green Bay goes to play Detroit. Last time I saw Aaron Rodgers in Green, I mean, Detroit, he had the Hail Mary pass down the field and, um, the Green Bay Packers end up winning. Yeah, they played more games after that, but that's the one game that jumps out of my mind when I think about Green Bay going to Detroit. All right, Aaron Rodgers will win against Detroit. Detroit at home. Uh, it's a better team than a road team. Well, let me take that back. I think Detroit is a better team on the road. It's going to be more competitive on the road. Their two losses on the road was 26-24 to against the Cowboys last week. And they lost the 49ers 30 to 27 on the road. But when they play home, they get, they get beat back. They get beat down. The Jets beat them at home 47, 48 to 17. That was a week one game of Monday night football. Then the Patriots beat them. Oh no, they beat the Patriots. I take that back. They beat the Patriots at home 26 10. So sum it up. I'm going to give it to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers on the road winning in Detroit. All right, let's go back to the schedule and see who else are coming up. Come on, computer. My computer's moving a little slow. you got to bear with me here. All right, I'm back up and running now. Let's jump down. Kansas City against Jacksonville. I talked about Kansas City going to remain undefeated, be 5-0 and going in week six. I got Kansas City over Jacksonville. Denver will bounce back, beating the Jets at home. Um... I think Denver will beat the Jets. No. Denver, yeah, Denver. Yeah, the Broncos. I got the Broncos beating the Jets uh, on the road. All right. I was going to change it up right, real quick, A-Rob, but then I thought about it. I said, nah, let me, let me go with Denver on the road. All right, Atlanta struggling right now. Traveling to Pittsburgh. They will lose to the Steelers. Steelers are, even though they lost, they're going to find a way to get it done. Ben Roethlisberger, I got the Steelers winning that game. At home, New York Giants, uh, they will lose to the Carolina Panthers. Oakland will lose to the Chargers. Let's see here. Jump down to Minnesota, Philadelphia. That's a good game. I think Philly will win that one at home, even though they lost last week to the Titans on the road. They're going to beat the Vikings. Oh, man. The boo-boo bowl. Arizona versus the 49ers. <laughs> I say that because Arizona is struggling right now, and A-Rod and, and Phoenix producing the show. So, A-Rod, I don't think the Arizona Cardinals is going to beat the 49ers due to the fact that they're playing them on the road in San Francisco. I'm going to give it to San Francisco. Both teams don't have consistent play at quarterback right now, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to San Francisco. All right, your team, Seattle Seahawks will play uh, the L.A. Rams. I talked about the Rams will be the second undefeated team, going 5-0, and so I got the Rams beating the Seahawks. But Russell Wilson will find a way to be competitive and, and compete. About Earl Thomas, that secondary is going to be a little bit one step behind. I'm going to give it to the L.A. Rams over the Seattle Seahawks. Jumping down to the Sunday night football game here in Houston. I'll be there covering this game for the Texans. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys will visit the Houston Texans. It looks like the Cowboys. The Cowboys will win this game. 
surprisingly or not, they will beat the Texans at home. I just think the two-headed monster offensively, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, and the Texans have really struggled defensively in the secondary. They're going to bring pressure up front from J.J. Watt. Let's continue to improve each and every game. Coming back from that injury last year, he has a total of four sacks in the last two games. Jadavion Clowney, the defensive player, the AFC defensive player of the week, he's starting to be more aggressive from the outside linebacker position. Uh, offensively, the Texans, you know, Deshaun Watson, their second-year quarterback, dual-threat quarterback, is putting the team on his shoulders offensively. He's finding his main guy in DeAndre Hopkins. But what hurts the Texans is no running game, no balance balls running the football with Lamar Miller, uh, Alpha Blue. Uh, they just they just look well. And also, their offensive line can't protect uh, Deshaun Watson. And that pressure gets to him. He's been hit so many times this game. I mean, this, this season, it's kind of hard for me to keep count on how many times he's been knocked down to the ground. So if Dallas can get to him early and make him uh, his, his mental clock go off in his head a little bit faster than he wants, it's going to play right to the game plan for the Cowboys defensively. Jumping down to Monday Night Football, the Washington Redskins will travel to New Orleans. They will play the Saints. Uh, I've got to give it to the Redskins. I think the Redskins will get this one. Come off a bye week against the Saints. The Redskins will pull it out. You know, Drew Brees and that Saints team is tough at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I'm going to give it to the Redskins uh, on the road. Hostile environment against the Saints. A couple teams on by. The Chicago Bears, they don't buy much needed by. Uh, Khalil Mack has continued to be phenomenal defensively. He's their MVP, in my opinion, right now on that team. And it just seems like the offense is getting together after that huge win at home last week. Tampa Bay. Started off hot under Ryan Fitzpatrick. Looked like crap last week <laughs> against the Chicago Bears. And now they got their quarterback, franchise quarterback, and uh, Winston, Jameis Winston. He's back. So one time I thought he lost his position, but they're on by as well. So that's the music. It's time for me to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Outside the huddle tonight, we'll leave my wheels until we meet next Wednesday. Have a blessed weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.